step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Two men. Two men. Uh, make that three men. No marketable skills. Always just one step away. One step away. From the unemployment line. <laughs> Strip Club Radio with Tim Rhodes, Dane Hansen, and Glenn Miller starts now. Showtime. Oh, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Hey, Strip Club Radio, Tim Rhodes, Dane Hansen, Glenn Miller, three strip club DJs that have been doing the strip club thing way too long. Way past the time we should have been doing it, I think, guys. We've stolen jobs from some young, deserving lads that probably deserve an opportunity, but we're not relinquishing the money yet. Yeah, that's a good point. That's Glenn Miller, the voice you just heard. He's at Baby Doll hey Saloon in Dallas, Texas. He started doing this in 1979. We got Dane Hansen. He's the president of our Panda DJ group. It's an association. Strip club DJs have all come together to form Panda, the professional adult nightclub DJ association, and he's the president. How you doing, Dane? Uh, uh, thanks for the intro. That was that was incredible. All right, thanks a lot. Right. And then I am event. <laughs> That's enough, Dane. Tim Rhodes in Atlanta, Georgia, thirty-one years for us. So between the three of us, almost ninety years, which is way too long. It's like the guy that you go to the video game store. He's like forty-two. He's still there. You go to GameStop. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's still he's telling somebody about the new Gears of War. He's like forty-two years old. And like, dude, hanging up already, man. All right, your Call of Duty days are over the fuck out of the business why are we still in it you say money 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 absolutely the money lack of talent to do anything else well that's true too that's absolutely correct all of the above today we're going to talk about what glenn just mentioned taking somebody else's job how do you do it gracefully i don't think there is a way pretty awkward most of the time especially if you know the person or even if you don't know but you're just passing them as they they have you hide out they don't want the guy to know. Well, I mean, I have, I have a Just hideout story. Just before the shift starts, they break the news to him. Oh, God. I had that happen to me. Like, I'm guilty of it. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll bring on our, our guest here in a few minutes, Jerry Butler, the lovable mess. Jer Bear from H-Town. The Jer Bear, the reigning panda DJ of the year, is going to be joining us here in a few minutes. Uh, I wanted to get to a couple things. First of all, I saw a fact that circumcisions are on the down that people are getting less and less circumcisions because of the money that it costs. What? Yeah, and I just want to say to all of our dancer friends that listen and all of our boyfriends who are fucking the dancers that they're pregnant and you don't really plan on being around. But just make sure that you clip that shit. Talk them into doing the circumcision. Clip it. Dane, tell them what it's like to not be circumcised all these years. (laughs) I should have started putting pennies in the jar and gotten... Gotten, t- gotten it taken care of. It I looks guess, like right? a fucking anteater. And not that I've seen it, but I've seen pictures. <laughs> it better to do it then than now, though, I think. Yeah, well, they they, they <laughs> want to say, well, it's unnecessary trauma and pain to the child. Is it really? Look, I'm circumcised. I don't remember shit when, when I was born. All right. And then the other, I love this one, too. Well, it's a lot more sensitive if you don't circumcise the penis. My dick's sensitive enough. Sensitive. The wind blows, I get a hard on. God damn. And uh, the second thing is, I can't remember the fucking second thing is. Oh, I know. Um, Dane Hansen's going to start a new segment today called Time to Get Dangry. Mm -mm -mm. 
this would be good. Real, getting real. So I, get real. I went getting. on Fiverr to try to get a guy to produce the thing, like a little uh, intro to it, and it cost me six bucks. And I got I got my six dollars worth, boys. Absolutely. Listen to this shit. Time to get angry with Dane Hanson. <laughs> that was Arnold. <laughs> was that Arnold? You got Arnold for, for six dollars. <laughs> When I first heard it, I was like, oh, fuck, man. Come on. I spent $6 on it. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is so bad. It's good. Time to get angry with Dane Hanson. Six dollars, huh? Six bucks. Went over budget. For that one? That's... I could have gotten my professional clear channel guy to produce a piece for it, but not when we have this guy from Germany. Time to get angry with Dane Hanson. Fucking love that. Are you ready for your rant yet? Or you got it written down? Or are you just going to go off the top of your if head? I have to listen to that fucking thing one more time. That's going to be my rant. That's, that's excellent, horrible. sir. It's horrible. Let's do it. And then we'll bring Jerry Butler on the show, everybody. Here we go. Time to get angry with Dane Hanson. I don't have any music bed for you, so you just go ahead and just go off, Dane. Go I don't know. This week, what pisses me off is I, I've been around for uh, a long time. The last year or so, I've seen quite a few clubs. Uh, unfortunately, I've been to a lot of them. And the biggest thing that sticks out in my head, no matter what part of the country or what club I'm at, is hygiene. Girls, brush your fucking teeth. Guys, you, do you not understand? Do you see the same thing that I'm seeing with this, this thick-ass, plaque-ridden, yellow... Hey, this is your rant, man. Not, not ours. This is all you. Because I want to help you get into this, so you can't just you can't just not not agree with me here, man. Tartar I mean, control. Were the tartars thicker than the actual tooth? <laughs> Dane yeah. said the other night, the teeth so yellow. What that the cars are stopping? Cars slow down when they smile. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous, man. I mean, I think that somebody said that they uh, they smiled and. Uh, could butter ear a corn. Uh, there was a couple of things on there. <laughs> well, look, nobody said it better than the scat man back in the 80s. Remember the yuck mouth commercials? The, the yuck mouth PSAs? Listen to this. They call me yuck mouth because I don't brush. Oh, I like my teeth like this. They call me yuck mouth. No, I won't brush. How's about a little kiss? I got most beef in my teeth, got some chicken too. Ouch! That's a cavity. Hey, that's new. Well, if you don't brush your teeth, then get you too. Can be a yuck mouth. Don't be a yuck mouth. Another nutritional message from the ABC Television Network. I'm with you, Dane. Don't be a yuck mouth, girls. You know, and ABC probably got in trouble for that because they offended somebody that had shitty teeth and, and they had to take it off the air because it hurt their No, 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 sir. Back when that commercial was made, this country wasn't as fucking sensitive about everything as it is Wait today. Wait a minute. We might have a new a new candidate for president of Panda. Glenn Miller, go ahead and preach it, Glenn. We are the most oversensitive society that's ever lived. Everything is offensive to somebody. How about that Donald Trump thing? NBC's been sitting on that for how long? 12 years? All right. This is why you're not the president and Dane's the president. You got to work on your campaign speeches later.
All right, let's bring on the Jer Bear. Jer Bear from H-Town. The reigning panda of the year, everybody. Jerry Butler from H-Town. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing? Shit seems to surround you, Jer Bear. And, and everybody loves and you. follows me. It does, but you're so lovable, you just get away with it. And so I wanted to get to all this. First of all, congratulations on the Panda of the Year Award. Yes. Thanks. I, yeah, I just kind of got that, but that's so awesome. He's really contributing this panda thing, Dane. He's gone out of his way to try to help those, even if he did take the jobs of some fellow pandas. I say he's really giving back. I think he does a great job uh, motivating the guys, especially down in his area. Uh, and uh, where are you from again, Jerry? H-Town. There's two. I got I got the over on this, so I'm going to have to keep asking this. <laughs> was, five, was it five or eight? Eight. Eight's the over. We're at two right now. So. Well, I, would, I don't Blazes think... that up here. I don't think I know your story, man. How long have you been doing this, and where did you start? Where was the first place? Um, I started in Oklahoma City. I was in the Air Force um, back in 2003. And um, I was just hanging out in a strip club while I was still in the Air Force. And I told the owner, I'm here so much. Put me on the payroll. So they did. Started off as a door guy. Two months later, became a DJ with 10 CDs to my name. What year was that? 2003. So 13 years of the biz. And so how did you end up in where? H-Town. <laughs> Every freaking day. Uh, well, after I got out of the Air Force, I went to Orlando. Went to work at the Dollhouse, where Mr. Glenn Miller was at. Wow, you um, worked there. Actually, it was it was fifty years after he left. But um, yeah. Well, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. A little comedy from the Jer Bear. Jer Bear. How did you end up in H Town? I moved around a lot. I went to Orlando, Memphis, Oklahoma City again, Dallas. I'm from Dallas originally. Couldn't get a job there to save my life. So then I came to uh, H-Town and um, been working here for the past six years. How many is that, Dane? How many are we up that, to? That's, that's six. All right. That's up to six. I, I've always said this, and really, whenever I talk to a strip club DJ and they tell me they've been this place and they've this and I worked at this place and I worked at this place, the first thing I think about is why are you moving around so much? Why are you leaving so many jobs? Why are you getting fired? Are you just chasing the money? So let me ask you. The, uh, why when did, I was moving around when I was younger, it was um, – I was – with a stripper for most of that time, it's the mother of two of my kids that were no longer together because she decided to screw one of my best friends. Uh, Tim, I think that's happened to you. Sounds familiar, huh, Tim? Yeah. It's close to home there. Let's get trill with it. Let's just keep it trill, right? So as, every time she started screwing up, I was like, you know what? Let's go to a different city. Let's try to fix this. A fresh start will fix it. Do you know what they call that in Alcoholics Anonymous? Denial. What's that? Oh, they call it the geographical cure. Do you think that if you go somewhere else, it's going to, you know, you get a fresh slate, you're going to start all over. But it turns out the problems, Jer Bear, they don't really go away, do they? Well, no, what happened was, is uh, the guy that she was cheating on me with was traveling with us. And, <laughs> nice. Uh, Convenient. So wait a minute. You said, hey, we're going to Memphis, and she would tell the dude, and the dude would move with you guys? Well, no, like he was, he was my best friend. So I'm like, hey, man, I got a job offer in Memphis. You want to try <laughs> oh, to come shit. get a gig there? Drill. <laughs> oh, Sound I know. familiar, Tim? <laughs> yes. So oh, man, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> he was in Orlando, so like I'd go back to Orlando, and there he'd be. And I was, you know, I'm going to Dallas, and so he ended up coming to Dallas with us. And then we went to Oklahoma City, came to Oklahoma City with us, went back to Dallas with us, and so then I found saying, out while we were in Dallas. And you're it, saying if she's a whore in Memphis, she'll be a whore in oh, H Town. Wow, also. damn, Glenn. This Glenn. is very true. Yes. Boom, boom. Glenn, just keeping it true. Well, let's get to this. First of all. I don't know where to start with you, Jerry, because I want to be I want to tread lightly because Jerry <laughs> Jerry gets mad at me all the time on on Facebook and he'll block me and then he'll it's unblock. It's not just Jerry, Tim. Yeah, you hurt my feelings. A lot of it's not just sensitive, me. sensitive. <laughs> wait, hold on a sensitive second. Issue. Hold on, wait a minute. Dane Hansen wants to get angry. Wait. 
time to get dangry with Dane Hanson. And what were you saying, Dane? I uh, just saying it's not just Jerry that uh, that, that you've pissed off. <laughs> you, you, you've uh, we've pushed a few buttons along the way. So, uh, you think this on a couple is, people think this is funny? Huh? <laughs> fucking kick you off the show again, motherfucker! I... <laughs> All right, we're not talking about me though, Dane. God damn it! No, we're talking about Jerry Jer Bear from H Town. He gets mad at me and then he blocks me because um, he's sensitive, right, Jer? We're we're all a little sensitive. I, you know, I, just with you. Just why, with you. Why, why just with me? Because you're an asshole sometimes. But th- there's lots wow. of assholes in that group, man, and they all talk shit every single day. We talk shit, and you're the one. You get upset with me. You know what? Here's a sensitive part. Maybe it's because you're the one I respect a little bit. Oh, Binger, what do you think of that, Binger? Be careful, Jerry. He'll start traveling around Oklahoma City with you. Binger. Binger. That's why I stay single now. Can't happen twice. Yeah, fuck you, Binger. Binger. He respects me more than you. Uh, Well, then I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, because a couple things that I've gotten on to Jerry about, and first of all, he knows how I feel. Jerry likes to party when he drinks. It's it's not a secret. Jerry, and and he's not alone. Well, my parents don't know. There's a lot, of, like I said, Jerry does not party when he works. <laughs> mom, yeah, mom. Well, I'm talking about just when drinking. Off my look, look, there's a million DJs out there that that need to have a couple drinks when they DJ. I get it. I was one of them for a long time, and Dane still does it to this day. Glenn, Glenn had drinks yeah. last night, all night. I'm, I'm drinking a beer right now. See, get the fuck out. But I it's worry. Noon thirty in H Town, and you're drinking beers. Noon 30 in H-Town, and I'm drinking a Budweiser. But I worry about the Jer Bear because he does tend to drink a lot. I tried to intervene a few times and say, Jerry, try to chill out with the drinking, man, because I worry about your health, and I think that it might help you. And so let me ask you this, because Jerry lost his job a couple weeks ago. Did the drinking have anything to do with losing your gig? You know, I don't think so, but denial, I guarantee denial. you. No, hang on. Let me, I'm, you're right. I don't think it helped me keep it either. Can you I'm pretty sh- sure that if I if I didn't drink, it would have been one less thing from the put on the pro con thing. I'm assuming they pro conned it before they fired me. I don't know. Nobody knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming. Well, what um, did you do? Did you told the manager to fuck off, leave me alone? I know what I'm doing or something like that. How'd it go? First of all, there it is completely okay and actually expected for the staff to drink. Um, now they don't want us to get slaughtered drunk. But as long as we can blow under a point oh eight on the breathalyzer, blow under point oh eight, you got to take a cab or an Uber or, um, you know, have Tim's ex come pick you up, something like that. You got to figure something oh. out. Wait a minute, I wasn't ready for his comedy. Huh? <laughs> so I got to that. All right. So you don't think the drinking played a part in this? I mean, of course it did. It made them. It probably made a couple of the managers not happy. But I mean, I didn't get so drunk that I couldn't do my job. No, I don't think it's about I that. Never- I think it's about when you drink. You tend to have a little bit of the Teflon Don thing going on, and if a manager tries to tell you something, you go, all right, wait a minute, motherfucker. I know what I'm doing. So I don't know if that was the case or not, but did you flex on your manager a little bit because you had some Yeah, drink? I kind of – and again, I wasn't – I was probably only two beers into my night. So I don't think it was alcohol that made me flex on him. It was the fact he was a severely new manager. Um, I don't want to bash the guy. I don't, nor do I want to bash the club because they're great people. But he just came at me in a way that was, um, in my opinion – out of line, um, especially in front of a VIP guest that just happened to be in my booth. And, um, I mean, I didn't yell or anything crazy like that. I just kind of looked at him. I was like, you know, I, I think you're wrong. So um, unless you want to do that in front of the guest, he was telling me to throw the drink away. And I was like, well, we're allowed to drink. 
he was like, no, you're not. He was being very just like over the top, like he was my dad or something. I'm like, just calm down. I'm not going to throw a drink, a drink away that a guest just bought me right in front of you. That's fairly freaking rude. So the official reason was insubordination. But I don't believe after all the, all the time I've been there for two years and everything I did for the place, that that one incident was the reason why I got fired. There's no way. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing and listening to your story. is like, hmm, that wouldn't but be. Again, you know, I brought one of the managers with me to Expo. Um, I'm not trying to get into conspiracies, but um, when we came back, he was a little bit different towards me. He was seen with some people hanging out on multiple occasions that were not as friendly towards the Panda group as we would like them to be. Yeah. Going to leave that right there, not even touching that twice. Um, and then so that's there's been rumors about that. I'm not even going to blame that. At the end of the day, um, I didn't do my job good enough to keep it. Did the fact that you're DJ of the year go to your head a little bit, and could did that play into it at all? Because it could it would have well, with me, perhaps. Well, first of all, I'm not DJ of the year. I'm Panda of the year. DJ of the year is uh, Avon Fong. Um, is more deserving of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit wouldn't go to anybody's head. You got a pretty trophy, you know, which got a little chip on it because I dropped it and cut myself and was bleeding. Oh. And That's a different story though. But I mean, maybe, but I don't think I acted any different because I've always had kind of an ego. I've always been a little cocky. Remember when Jerry first came into the group, how cocky he was and it pissed me off on a daily basis. I'd go, Hey, calm the fuck down. H town guy. All right, we're all we're all doing this, and you're like, I'm cocky, and that's the way I am. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. I, like, I remember. <laughs> that's not right, yeah. And so then you you have calmed down a lot in the four years that you've been on the group, and so I respect that. So so let's fast forward. So you leave you leave the Ritz to go to a new place, and uh, the controversy this week with the GR Bear was, hey, I took a guy's gig. Look, it's nothing personal, man. I needed a job. They were offering. I went and auditioned. This guy's point was, look, I went and picked you up in Galveston. You lost your keys, and I went out of my way to help you. And then, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's stop. Hang on, okay? This, this guy's a great guy. And again, I'm not going to say anything bad about him. About two months ago, I had a couple of strippers that I met in New Orleans at Expo. They came to H-Town. So they danced this, here. We worked on a Sunday keep... night. After work, we went to, the, went to the beach. Because that's what you do. You make bad choices after a Sunday night. Anyway, I ended up losing my keys. I don't know how I lost my keys on the beach. I don't know if they're still in the Gulf of Mexico now, but the keys were gone. So I put a thing on my Facebook, hey, I lost my keys. Somebody help me. Let's clear this up. You're in H-Town, but the beach, in case you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, the beach is in Galveston, which is like an hour drive away at 2.30 in the morning when you're hammered. Was alcohol involved in this Problem. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, lots of alcohol on this one. Yeah, no good choices were made this particular night. Okay, go ahead. Proceed. And um, so, he, I mean, he, you know, and he's a great guy. And he came and rescued me. Um, the girls were, it was like 8 or 9 in the morning by this point. Oh, God, um, I was hungover. Uh, the girls were freaking out. Done. They passed down the back of his truck, and he gave me a ride back. I offered him gas money, money for his time. Um, he denied it. I said, are you sure, man? I don't want to, I know you just worked last night. It's pretty big of you to come get me. You know, let me toss you something. Didn't want it. He said, man, I'm sure you'd do it for me, which I would if I was awake. <laughs> um, and so we, we went on about our business. I, we talk, I mean, I brought him into the Panda group. Now, that doesn't mean just because I bring you to the Panda group, I can come take your job. But he didn't know what Panda was. And um, he was another DJ who's been around a long time. I was like, hey, man, let me tell you about Panda, what we're doing. So uh, in, uh, fuck, uh, fuck all that. So he he says, "Hey man, I think something's up. Are you auditioning at my club?" And you did not write him back or inform him what was going on, right? Absolutely not. I mean, how stupid would that be? And I don't mean it in a, a disrespectful way, but if I were to tell him on that Wednesday, 
hey, man, I saw this at your club. It's looking good for me. They might fire you. He's going to go in there on Friday and act an ass, and then they're going to look at me like I'm somebody who can't keep my mouth shut, especially when the GM said, don't tell anybody. Let's go to the president of our pen. Dane, what's your take on this? What would you have done? I've been in a similar situation, actually, when uh, when I went to Crazy Horse in Vegas. Um, I was I took somebody else's job, and it caused a lot of issues for for a while um, until he realized that that job was available anyways, and somebody was going to take it. If I didn't take it, I just got offered the job. That's kind of the way that I feel like it's happened with, with Jerry um, from, from everything I've heard. It seems like the job was available, whether Jerry was the one that took it or not, somebody was going to replace him. So Jerry's job is available now, too, and somebody's going to replace him. So is that DJ an asshole because he took Jerry's no, job? No, it was because, available? well, because Jerry was let go. So that job is available. It'd be, it'd be like, say, you, Dane, working wherever you are, and I come in and audition on your night off. I get the job, and you and I are tight. And I don't tell you that I'm about to take your job. What should I do at this point as friends with you? You don't it depends think- on whether you want the job or not, man. I mean, if you want to take the job and you go and tell that person that, you know, you're, hey, I'm taking your job. I just auditioned for it. You're, you're not really setting a very good example for, for or starting off on the right foot with the club. You're already starting off doing something that they asked you not to do. So your track record is not very good as far as they're concerned when they find out about that. I think that your hands are kind of tied, and I don't know that there's much you can do in a situation like that. If you tell the person, then yeah, you chose that friendship over the job. I would probably expect not to get that job when the owner found out if you if you told them ahead of time. Well, the other side of this, Glenn, is, hey, man, I'm your friend, Glenn. I, I'm not going to even come over to your club and try to take your job. What's your take on it? It's a very awkward situation. This is a dirty business. Uh, you know, it's him. You say I'm your friend. I mean, that means there's 900 clubs I can't go to because I'm friends with every panda in the group. Nah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Jerry. But I'm talking to Glenn right now. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, what were you saying? It's a dirty business, and that the friendship thing it makes it. It's just so such a backstabbing business. And Dane's point about if when they, especially when they tell you, ask you, don't say anything. But your best friend, you're about to take his job, and you know it. He don't know. There's somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. It's just a nasty business. But the whole idea of this panda thing was this brotherhood to try to change the way the DJs have been over the last 30 years. The stigma that comes along with the strip club DJ has not been favorable at times, Dane. So I'm going to go back to that same thing, man. They wouldn't have auditioned him if that job wasn't available or coming available for some reason. If If they they were were happy with that employee, if they were happy with that employee, they wouldn't have auditioned somebody else. So it's not your fault, right? It's the owner's decision. It's not yours. You're, you took an opportunity that was presented to you. You you didn't, as long as you don't go in there, you know, fishing for a job for something, you know, I mean, hey, uh, I hear this guy's fucking up or I hear he's a bad DJ. I'm going to come in and, you know, why don't you audition me? I'm better than he is. If you're sabotaging the, the situation, I can see where that'd be an issue or bigger issue, you know, or, or you would be more in the wrong, but... If they audition you in the, because the spot's coming available and the person doesn't know about it yet, I, I think that's more on the owner than it is or the manager than it is on the DJ. Well, I mean, it happened to Dane. Dane was let go for really no reason. So it goes back to management. Why isn't management and owners 
if they have a problem with the guy, sitting him down and go, hey, look, man, this is a problem. We're having some issues with maybe your music or you're not energetic enough or you know, you're having a hard time getting along with your managers when, when the main guy's not here. You tend to flex on them and drink a lot. And when they ask you to put the drink away, you say no. This could be things that are the managers that need to be more open to telling us what the problem is, don't you think? I think it depends on what seat you're sitting in, man. From the manager's standpoint, um, maybe there's a laundry list of shit that you've been doing that he hasn't said anything about to correct, hasn't given you the opportunity to fix what was wrong. Um, I, I think that the fault could go that way too, but it's not your decision. As the DJ, you're an employee. He's the boss, man. you got to do what, what you're told to do and adapt to each situation. Some clubs you can't drink at. Some clubs, they like Jerry said, some clubs they want you to have a couple shots to loosen up. You have to adapt to the environment you're in and follow the rules with that person, uh, whether it be a different manager every night and you got different rules every night or it's the same across the board. You have to, to do what, uh, what that club wants you to do, and if you don't, you're expendable. All right. Well, now comes the intervention part, Jerry. <laughs> uh, Jerry won the Panda Award in New Orleans, and I wasn't there to hear. Apparently, oh, your your acceptance speech was... A memorable one. What happened? Do you, I don't do you, remember. I don't really remember much of it. Dane, you were there. What what went down with Jerry Bear? Jerry was very excited, understandably so. <laughs> um, people in Panda that been around for a while, we take a lot of pride in, in our job and and in Panda itself, and we get excited about things, and sometimes we celebrate a little too hard. Um, not just Jerry. You know, um, there's there's a whole laundry list of us. Was it just a uh, drunk rant speech, or was there something else involved? It was emotional. It was happy. He was excited. He was, uh, I mean, I don't think that the speech was so much the, the issue as, well, not with anybody except for a couple people that just didn't, didn't think it was appropriate. I mean, wow, for, the, for the majority. Well, Only a couple. You dropped some F-bombs and just were, you were just excited did to win. Did ever, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, did anybody ever hear John Harmon's fucking speech when he got DJ of the year? How many times did he use the word fuck? I, I, people like to compare things without looking at the big picture. They, oh, well, this guy did this. What about the other five fucking people that you guys let go because they get a pass? Yeah, I mean, come on. You know what that was, everybody? Time to get dangry with Dane Hanson. <laughs> All of us do dumb shit, myself included, man. The, 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 the key is to try not to repeat stupid fucking Look, I don't have a problem with him mistakes. drinking and getting fucked up and having acceptance speech. But the problem, Jerry, is that there's a pattern of you drinking and issues following you. Do you see this? Yeah, but I was at a party. I no, 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 man. Work. I'm not talking a- about I'm not talking about Expo, but now you want to talk about Expo, you want to talk about Galveston, you want to talk about losing your job because you flexed on a manager. There's a series of things that are happening because of your drinking. And that's what I'm trying. And that's why I get I get mad at you sometimes because I'm like, look, man, we fucking love you. We we think you're a great DJ. You obviously are very good at what you do. But the drinking is getting in the fucking way. Oh, you stress me out. Dude. I'm going to get a beer real quick. All right, Jerry. That's all no, I'm going to say. You're right. You know, absolutely, man. And I'm going to say this. You're absolutely freaking right. And um, it was funny because uh, my, new, my new GM called me um, after he um, – Pulled the plug on the other DJ and gave me a call. He said, Jerry said, I did a background check on you. And I was like, I had a bounce check. I'm sorry. I'll pay it off. And he goes, no. He said, you know, you're a phenomenal DJ. Everybody talks great about you. He goes, but I hear you like to drink. And I said, well, I like to have one or 17 from time to time. And uh, he said, well, starting out, we're going to have zero. And I got to be honest with you. I'm not mad about it. 
I mean, would I like a drink? Yeah, of course. But uh, I'll be working three days a week. I can take three days off from drinking and drink on my time off. So for three days a week, I won't be drinking anything. Good. You what know? is the name of this location you're at now? I'm at the uh, Double Shoe Men's Club in Baycliffe, Texas. Real close to Kima, close to the beach, actually. What is it called again? One more time. The Double Shoe Men's Club. The Double Shoe. It used shoe. to be called Crazy Horse. Okay. Well, do you see? Uh, do you, I know you say you can. You know, you're you're only working three days, and you're going to take some time off drinking, and it didn't bother you. But um, what do you think is going to happen a few weeks in? Do you think it's going to be an issue? Is is it something that's going to get on you? Because I know that uh, in places where I've been that we're not supposed to drink, um, you still get that itch every once in a while, and you may go two weeks, three weeks, and but you still want to have a drink. You know what I mean? There's that night where you're in the in the zone, and you're like, "Fuck, I need to have a drink to get going. I can't." So what what do you think? Well, gonna I mean, he, that, you know, that? me and him talked about it. And he said that it's not a forever thing. He just wants us to get used to each other and see where each other's limits are before I start drinking. It's three days a week, Jerry. I think you can do it. You went thirty days. I remember earlier this year you went clean and sober. I know you can do it. And I think that if you just would just give it a shot, that I think things would kind of ease up. All this. I remember you getting robbed a couple years ago too. I don't know if that the drinking had anything to do with that either. But you know what I'm saying? There's so much shit that follows you when you're drinking and drugging. And I'm I'm the perfect example of that. Because look, when I was out there using. Bad shit happened to me. And funny, when I stopped drinking and getting high or whatever, shit started to ease up a little bit. I didn't get so much grief anymore over dumb stuff. So we just care about you. Inevitably, it's on you to quit or not quit or just do whatever you got to do. We just love you, man. I mean, you know, I really appreciate that. I really feel like I have a huge family, man. It's And I want to say it again while anybody's listening. I'm sorry the guy lost his job. I wasn't trying to do, take anything from him. But I had to feed myself and feed my kids. There's a crack there in the door already. He already said it's just temporary, so you'll be able to drink in no time. Thanks, Glenn. Exactly. All right, we're going to let you go. go. Hey, Jerry, thanks for coming on, man. I love you, buddy. Uh, man, I appreciate you guys. Good time. Thanks, There Jerry. he is, the Panda DJ of the Year. A lot of thing with him, man. I think that have we had we not seen how far he's come from when he started to, to right now, um, even though there's still some bumps in the road, I think that he's he's come a long ways, man. There's a lot of guys that that have changed because of Panda, I think, um, and I think for the better, a lot of them because of great leadership. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm a fuck up too. You know, everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah, you are, Dane, and uh, <laughs> because of your drinking as well has gotten you in trouble. Yeah, it has. You know, and and but I I try to to keep that at maintained as much as i can and then yeah i, I make mistakes too and i have i know. don't you know what i don't like you when you drink i'm gonna go ahead and tell you yes you do you love me all the time too. no don't no don't in fact so speaking of alcoholics rock and is another podcast i do we try to cross promote a little bit because i want people to listen you don't have to be a drunk or an alcoholic or an addict just to check it out it's me and gabriel mangold and michael J. three guys talking about addiction and and some of the psychology of it that plays a part of why you drink or it's really cool. It's interesting. Make sure you check out rockandrehab.com. And as always, I don't know, last word from, from Dane. I think my mother likes rock and rehab better than she does strip club radio show. She's a big fan. So long. Take care now. Bye bye then. Bye. Strip club radio is coming to a close, but don't worry, baby. We'll be back soon. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to stripclubradioshow.com or search strip club radio on iTunes. This concludes our broadcast day. Bye bye. See you next time.